Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So if you had to give one piece of advice to the new entrepreneur who is just starting out, who is feeling all the feelings based on what you've been able to accomplish, what would you say? You have a community here. You have a community with the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. You have a community with each one of us and beyond. So definitely tap into that. Learn as much as you can and ask all of the questions from as many different folks in different industries and in different areas because they are all going to give you different perspective. But also trust your gut, trust your gut and your instinct and that confidence. It's what's going to continue to pull you through and uplift you in those hard moments. So, palante. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, 
please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Juliana, welcome to the podcast. So, so excited to have you here. One of the main reasons why I wanted folks to hear your story is because you are a real life success story of what it means to come into the Yo Quiero Dinero realm, be inspired by the people in the content that we're putting out here, and actually creating the side hustle that becomes the main hustle. I cannot wait to dive in with you about your entire journey. But first, let's start off with an introduction. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So I'm Juliana Londoño, she, her, ella pronouns, and I am a very proud first gen everything. First gen and bilingual and licensed mental health therapist here in the state of New Jersey. First gen college graduate, first in my family to get a master's degree, and first in my family to start a business in the U.S. So a lot of firsts. Girl, so you did not come to play, okay? That's what I'm hearing from your story. (laughs) We came to win here. That's what it's about. Amazing. So where is your family from? Colombia. I was actually born there too. Okay. So tell me about the journey of coming from Colombia to here and what I imagine would be a little bit of culture shock when you get to the States and you're like, what the heck is this? What am I doing here? Yeah. So I grew up with an incredible single mom and my mom is my best friend. She actually came to the U.S. first. So she left me with my grandparents in Colombia so she could kind of get her footing, get a lay of the land, understand where my daughter's going to go to school y todo eso. I came to the U.S. at the age of three. I had just turned three, and I remember just not understanding that my mom was my mom. I thought my grandma was my mom because at that point, it had been almost a year that I only had my grandparents as a reference. And I just remember like not understanding everybody, and I'm like, why are they talking so different and so weird? What is going on? And little by little, I just started to kind of just pick up the language, but it took me a while, I would say till about second or third grade for me to really hone in on my English and my phonics and writing and spelling and reading all of it. Yeah. You know, the stories that you hear about the sacrifices that immigrants make, right, of leaving the children behind, leaving the family behind, coming here with no knowledge of the language with very limited resources and just the ability to create something from nothing. I think that is why we as a community, as Latinos, it's the inner hustle. It's the inner drive. And it's that resilience that really allows us to pursue things that mathematically just don't make sense, right? And accomplish the things that people are just like, how how the heck did y'all do this? So I love that backdrop of the story. I'm curious about what your experience has been like in the States growing up, going to school, being the first in your family to do all of these things and hit so many of these milestones. Did you ever feel a sense of imposter syndrome around the things that you've accomplished? Definitely in college, even though I was greatly supported. A lot of folks don't know that I started off as a nursing major. 
So I was that tunnel vision and it was also the drive of do something that makes you money, do something that is going to be solid. And it's also one of those fields that for my mom and my family, they understood what that was. (laughs) You ask my family right now what I do, they still have no idea what it is because it doesn't translate, right? It's apples to oranges for Latin American countries. So it was a lot. It was a lot to make that pivot from nursing to psychology and then also tell my family, I just finished an entire degree that I got into debt for and I'm going to go do it again and get a master's degree. (laughs) Of course, because why not? You know, that is the typical overachieving Latina narrative. I did the exact same shit, girl. I said, it's not enough to get one degree. I'm going to get into debt for two. I need to have the master's. I need to show that like all the sacrifices were worth it. So what is it that made you actually pivot from nursing to now your field of mental health? So honestly, it was a mix of a lot of things. The one thing in nursing, um, I realized in biology, or was it anatomy? Maybe it was anatomy and physiology one. That sounds more correct. It just did not feel right. I just knew like, this is not it. I can't see myself struggling in this course or courses similar to this for the next two and a half years when I'm paying all this money. And I don't even like what I'm learning. Pero when I took my first psychology class, I was just like, wow, this is such a greater understanding of behaviors and of feelings and how humans work and function. And it was like a whole new world opened up for me because what we know about Latinos, we don't talk about feelings. We don't talk about this thing of mental health. It's pray about it, you know, go wash the dishes, es por el celular, all of that. And we still hear it to this day. So I was like, wow, like this is the opportunity that I can talk about it. And it feels good. It felt great. Then I pursued the master's. <laughs> I love that. I'm curious for you, you talk about how for us as a community, mental health and just like talking about your emotions and all that stuff is not a thing. How did that personally manifest for you? Like, when did you realize your own maybe deficiencies when it comes to taking care of your own mental health, right? Because that's a skill set that we just don't learn. It's a skill set that we do not learn. And I think I definitely hit my head against the pavement when I was pivoting from nursing as a major to psychology as my major because the only thing in the way was me. And I say that because my mom fully supported me. My mom was like, Juliana, go and get that piece of paper, get your education. I don't care what it's in. <laughs> go and do it. Yeah. It was me in my own head processing the feelings and being so overwhelmed that I did not know how to manage that. And I spent an entire weekend not eating, not sleeping, and crying over changing my major. When it really was just a piece of paper that I had to sign and hand into an office, my mom was on board. And in the end, it allowed me to graduate with my bachelor's in three years instead of four. So it all aligned and it all was good in the end. But in the moment, I did not know how to process, how to manage and how to overcome all of those overwhelming feelings. Yeah, I think that's absolutely very relatable, especially when we place so much emphasis on the identity that we currently have. And then we start having these glimpses of who do I want to become? What disruption is that going to cause, not just in my life, but also the people around me who have, who've come to know me as this version, right? And I can imagine that you now as a business owner have had to reconcile many different identities. I don't think most of us 
imagine ourselves doing this until we're doing it. And then everybody's like, right, have you lost your mind? Why would you do this? It's so scary. What do you mean? Go get a job, go be normal. So how do you reconcile and how do you navigate that? It's been a pivot as well. And I think, again, a lot of the skills of being first gen in undergrad and in grad school it, in many ways prepared me to be an entrepreneur of like going out into the unknown and making the path and creating it for others. And for me, it was I ripped off the Band-Aid. I resigned from my nine to five with no plan, with no saving, which is definitely not the way to go about it. And another time that I'm hitting my head against the pavement, but we figured it out in the long run. And again, I'm, I'm the type that I'm like, let's do it. I'm going to go all in. And I felt as though if I didn't do it then at that moment, as rash as I did, I wouldn't have taken the leap. I felt like I needed to take that because if not, it was all of those outside voices that were like, what are you going to do? Are you sure about that? What about your health insurance and your benefits? What about your days off? What if, and then it started with the, what if this doesn't work? But it is going to work. Like I believe in myself. I know myself like this is going to work and watch me. Mm, yeah. You kind of have to believe in your dreams before anybody else is going to. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Now tell me how the platform here that we've created at Yo Quiero Dinero influenced your decision to pursue entrepreneurship. I'd love to know kind of how you found this platform initially and what was it that made you realize like, I want more than just a normal job with some benefits. I want to go and be my own boss. Talk me through that. Yes. So after my graduate education, I mean, I went to school during COVID. My grad program was mainly during COVID. And towards the end of that, I graduate, the excitement, the woo, I get my license. Everything is great. But then I actually start practicing as a clinician and I start seeing all the barriers that there continues to be for people like us, for Latinos, for BIPOC, for those that are growing up in neighborhoods that are struggling. And I continue to say, but like, why? Like, I'm at this point and I still can't help my own people. That didn't settle well with me. And it's all these systems and they keep blocking you and everything gets in the way from the law to insurance, you name it. Entonces, I was like, let me start a business where I don't have to be confined to these walls that all these other institutions and entities put on the profession itself, not just me, all of us that are clinicians. So I said, I'm going to pose myself as a public speaker, as a workshop facilitator, as a thought leader, as an expert, and go out and talk about mental health with the connection to Latinos and what that means. And so I remember I'm like, okay, like, how am I going to do this? And one of the first things was like, I started Googling because again, I'm an educated woman in mental health. I don't know shit about business. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Entonces, as I'm Googling and I'm on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, yo quiero dinero. I'm like, yes, me, yo quiero dinero right now, yesterday. And then I'm like, wow, like, okay. And then I remember attending that event where I met you in New York actually last year. And I remember I went with my mom and I'm whispering to her. I'm like, mom, I'm like, that's her. She's like, who is that? 
I'm like, mom, just, I need to get her to her by the end of the night. I'm like, you just don't understand the magnitude. And I remember actually meeting you and hearing your story in person, like in the flesh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. And that was the moment, literally that event. I remember it was Hispanic Heritage Month last year. I kid you not, November 15th, 16th of last year was my last day at my nine to five. After I met you, it was instant. Oh my God. I have chills. First of all, that's insane in the best way. And I think honestly, that's kind of how it has to be because we can talk ourselves out of so many things. We can be the roadblock to so many potentials just because that fear starts to set in, right? When you start having those doubts, and especially when you start having other people projecting their fears onto you, which sounds like, you know, you were navigating all of that. And I had to navigate the exact same thing when I told my parents, you know, I think I'm going to quit my job and do this full time. They're like, but Amiha, what about the pension? What about the benefits? What are you going to do? And it's just like, if you take on all of that shit from everybody else, you're never going to make a decision. So do you feel like you had to put blinders on for a little bit just to be able to pursue this without all of those potential distractions? Absolutely. I don't think I would be where I am today without all of those blinders because it is a lot of people projecting and a lot of people putting in their own input into shit that isn't their business to begin with. Right. It's usually folks who haven't done the thing, right, that are telling you not to do the thing. Yes. And then it becomes the question of, well, you don't pay my bills. So why am I taking your thoughts into consideration? I shouldn't. I don't do. Okay. So I need to hear more about this quit story. First off, how did you decide, you know, I'm going to obviously need to replace my paycheck. So what was your strategy from that perspective? And then when did you decide? Like, how did you decide? Okay, I'm going to quit. I'm done. I decided literally after meeting you, I'm like, okay, I put my game plan, my like, let's settle in and do this, Juliana, and let's do it the right way. And I ripped off the bandaid. I gave my two weeks notice and I'm like, okay, this is it. November, mid-November, I'm like, let's do this. So I took like the holiday season to really plan, especially because as a clinician and I'm still working part-time as a therapist, that's still a slow time for folks, right? Everyone's with their family. So I knew that was also going to settle down. So that allowed me the time and the opportunity to say, okay, Juliana, get your own website. And all of this has been DIY. I designed my own website. I Googled a lot of different things. I listened to you and as many of the episodes as I could. And I just did my research on how can I get this started with not much capital. And I put it all together and I officially launched the LLC on January 4th, 2023. And it was like, okay, empezamos el año. We're going full speed ahead and we're doing this. And that was it. You said, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure it out. Because if I can get through college, if I can get through my master's program during a pandemic, if I can get through all the BS of the systems in place since I was a kid, I can do this and I will be successful. And then I, again, I always remembered meeting you and I'm like, she did this. I can do it. I had you as that role model, as that person to really be the image of, Juliana, you can do this. Hmm. That's very humbling to just know that by putting yourself out there, you're giving folks permission to then 
put themselves out there, which is exactly what you've done. Now, I want to dive into a little bit of the financial logistics because you mentioned you quit without uh, savings. What was your living situation like? Were you still at home? Like, how were you going to navigate that day to day until the business picked up? So that was another huge component. I moved out out of my mom's house in October and then I quit my full-time job. My last day was November 15th, 16th. Your girl was struggling. Entonces, it was just rough. Honestly, I put a lot on credit cards. And again, that is not the way to do it. Any listener out there, do not do that. It is a pain in the ass. Again, I did not prepare for it. And it was one of those things that I did have my income as a therapist, but that's not enough. I mean, what therapists make, it's insane to think about, but it is pennies. So it was rough, a lot on credit cards. And I knew I had to shift a lot of my living style now that I was living on my own and I was a big girl. Again, I had to figure it out. And I knew that this was the moment that my mom was also waiting for that, like, wow, me has to buy and she's going to be great. I couldn't disappoint. And I felt that I couldn't. And I wanted to make her proud. Entonces, we figured it out. Let me tell you, we figured it out. No more eating out, staying inside, not traveling as much, just really making those moves. And my mentality has been grind now in my mid 20s so I can enjoy my 40s and 50s. And that's been my mentality. I don't care about going out and, and partying. No, I want to be 40 in Greece on my yacht relaxing. I'm here for this energy, girl. Hell yeah. And it's so important to understand that like this phase doesn't last forever. And I think that's what freaks people out is this idea like, damn, is this shit always going to be this hard? It's like, no, it's not. And you have evidence of that when you first start off your college degree versus that day you're getting your diploma. You're like, oh shit. Okay. I, I did this. I did the hard thing. And you have had so many different occasions where you have the evidence to be able to see what sticking to it and grinding away does. There is always going to be that hustle phase that we have to go through for anything that we're building. But if you don't go through that, you never get to the other side. So I love your perspective on things. I want you to tell me about that first paid gig that made you realize like, oh shit, I can actually make money doing this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. My first paid gig as an LLC, and I vividly remember this, it was a community college here in New Jersey. And of course, it had to be the furthest community college away from my house. I kid you not, I could see Delaware. Oh my God. (laughs) It was deep. It was deep. And it was one hour and it was during Women's History Month. So it was in March. So think about that, right? I filed the LLC in January, February, slow, nothing. Marzo, we're starting to pick up a little bit. So it was $500. I drove two hours there. I spoke for one hour and then I drove two hours home. So you made like a hundred bucks an hour. Yes. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I was just so happy. I drove with the windows down. I was like, I'm going to treat myself to a Starbucks. I felt like I was on top of the world. It's a different vibe when you earn that money doing something that you've created versus just walking into a job. Oh, yes. It's liberating. It's empowering. It is everything I wanted and more in a career. And I'm so happy that I found entrepreneurship or that it found me and that I met you to really spark that because I never had that feeling in anything before. Mm -hmm. So tell me about marketing yourself, right? Because that's another thing that freaks people out is just putting themselves out there, asking for what you want to get paid. How have you navigated all of that? So it's been bumpy and I'm still learning as much as I can because it's not easy. And I've started to realize that different sectors will pay differently. A nonprofit is going to look very different than a college or a university. And that's going to look very different than corporate. So really figuring out how to navigate all of that and what my worth is and what my limit is and not being afraid to say no. Oh, and that is scary as hell. But honestly, a lot of it has been marketing myself on LinkedIn. Again, a free platform. I have never paid for the plus version or the premium version. It's just been me and posting and posting and posting and posting. And now when people see me, they're like, I always see you on LinkedIn. I'm like, yes, that's the point. I'm happy you do. I'm like, okay, if they're seeing it, so are their followers and their connections and so on and so forth. So it really has been that. Again, my DIY website that looks like a five-year-old put it together got over a thousand views in the first year. I'm like, okay, not bad. 
even though, you know, it obviously looks like it's not professionally done, it did the work that it needed to do. People were able to see who I was and that I was legit. And I had my credentials up there and my Camonly. So I wanted to make my marketing accessible to folks. So a phone call, make sure that it's free, a Zoom. If I had to meet people in person, I would drive anywhere. And then a big thing with marketing yourself, in-person networking is huge. So now that I have a little bit of income coming in, it's in my budget. I go to two in-person events a month for networking, wherever. In New York City, here in New Jersey, I was up at one in Boston this past weekend. I will get out there and get in people's faces and talk human to human. And I think that that is the therapist in me that I want to make sure you know who I am. And that connection of in-person, nothing can top that. Mm. I would love for you to share with us your thought process through showing up on LinkedIn, because there is this perception for a lot of folks that I got to be everywhere. I got to be doing dances on TikTok and I got to be doing YouTube shorts. So how did you center on LinkedIn as the place to market yourself? Yes. So I did try TikTok for a hot minute. That was not it. It was not it for me. And I get it, right? For some people, they thrive and that is their platform and great for them. Pero it didn't feel right for me. It felt like a performance. It did not feel authentic. It felt fake. And I'm like, what am I, why am I dancing to get people's attention? That just didn't feel right for me. Entonces I said, why am I trying to recreate a wheel where the wheel of LinkedIn has been working perfectly and fine. And I know how to do it. And for me, it doesn't take up that much time where a TikTok and all these other videos, they take up a lot of your time. Yes, they do. <laughs> Entonces, I was like, listen, the LinkedIn, it works for me and my platform. I feel as though it does portray a higher level of professionalism. And also, it's a place where I could get recommendations. Then I realized like, wow, like LinkedIn can serve so many different purposes, not just posting, but you can see my recommendations. I can post articles that I've had the honor of collaborating on and blogs and all of that great stuff. And it became a place of learning about other opportunities. I was not getting that from any other platform, not Instagram, not TikTok. I haven't used Facebook in years. So I said, I'm going to stick with LinkedIn. And honestly, 90% of my business comes from LinkedIn and it's organic. I don't pay a penny. Yeah, that's incredible. And I've had the same experience, especially with speaking engagements, like LinkedIn is the place to be discovered from that thought leader perspective. And I think you're absolutely right when you say like it does lend itself to a different caliber of opportunities. It definitely is more professional in that sense. Like you can, it's a living resume, right? Like that is literally what LinkedIn is doing. So you can have all your accolades, all of your accomplishments, all of your skill sets in one place. And I think it's definitely an underutilized resource for a lot of folks. And it's not just people in the mental health profession. If you are an educator of any type, if you want to be a thought leader, you want to be a public speaker, like you need to be on LinkedIn. So I love that. That was your thought process. And I love that you were able to not let the whole FOMO bullshit keep you on a platform that you honestly did not want to be on. Because that happens to a lot of people too, where there's like, well, I don't really want to be here on TikTok, but I'm going to do it because everybody else is doing it. But then it's like, then you end up resenting the whole process of marketing your business. And if you hate running your 
business, that's kind of your fault at that point. Cause now you've created the hamster wheel. Nobody else did that shit. Nobody else but you. And then that's even worse because you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, damn, I fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) So I got off of that. I mean, maybe I made 20 videos. I mean, y'all could look. It's still like there. It is rough. I mean, you could just tell like Juliana is not meant to be here. Please get off. (laughs) (laughs) I love the ability to be brutally honest with yourselves. I think that is such an underrated skill set. So shout out to you. Okay. So Obviously, you know, as a mental health professional, the different mental health issues that can come with entrepreneurship, things like burnout, things like imposter syndrome, things like navigating all these inner fears that we have. How have you personally navigated your fears through entrepreneurship? That's an incredible question. I think that a lot of the inner work has been what's been helping me succeed. When I say inner work, journaling for me. And I take time for self-care every single day. It's not in, uh, oh, if I have time or when I have time or lo dejo para el fin de semana. Uh Uh-uh. Every day, I don't care what I have to do. I actually schedule my life around my self-care. So I'm able to say like, I sleep eight to nine hours a night and I wake up at typically around 7.30, 8 a.m. I have business calls in the morning, pero I also leave time to have my cafecito. I love doing puzzles, actual like jigsaw puzzles that grounds me. I do that. Then I hop on the computer. I make sure like the first hour or so of my day is not on a computer or on a screen because that's going to be the rest of my day. Then I also make time. I picked up ice skating as an adult. I never, ever, ever thought I would be ice princess, but here I am and I love it. So I take adult classes on Wednesdays from like one to two 30. I plan my life on Wednesdays around one to two 30. That is my ice skating time. Do not mess with it again. Every day. It's just about the fact of being intentional of self-care. It's not about when I can do it. It's not about how I can maintain myself and keep my sanity. Cause if I lose my sanity, everything goes to shit. I can't meet with my clients. I'm not going to be healthy anymore. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to have a nasty personality. And then when people are reaching out to me, they're going to feel that vibe. So I always have to make sure that I'm good. And if I don't check in with myself every day, we have a problem. Yeah. So obviously one of the big things that keeps people from leaving the nine to five life is the benefits, the retirement. So what have you done to manage that area of your life? Before I actually resigned from my nine to five, I did open up my IRA, my individual retirement account. So I have been contributing to that. And I want to say I started that when I was 21 or 22. So I'm like, okay, I don't, I really did, like, didn't know what that meant. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it and it's going. So I started with that. Um, with insurance in New Jersey, the marketplace So I found, again, what works best for me. And I knew, hey, it wasn't going to be the 400 and some dollars that my employer was paying because I can't afford that, at least not now. So I knew that, okay, let me go maybe with a, a different type of insurance provider. And I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. So really just navigating that 
of, okay, I'm going to change the plan, have the doctors that I want to be, be with and continue to be with and kind of pivot there. And then I have set up my life insurance, my term insurance, all of that in my savings. Because again, I quickly learned never, ever, ever to take that leap without being financially prepared because it did come back to bite me in the ass. Yeah. Then you end up getting it dead. And mm-hmm. yes, it's not it. Yeah. So you don't have to answer this question, but I always like to ask, this is your first year in business. What are you tracking from an income perspective? So far, if I'm including what I'm making this upcoming Thursday, it will be almost $18,000 in year one. That is brilliant, girl, because I didn't make no damn money for three years, okay? So holy shit, incredible. (laughs) Congratulations. That is amazing. Thank you. My goal was 10K and Hispanic Heritage Month, honestly, I didn't expect it to be so amazing that I literally had to cancel my family vacation back to Colombia because it was in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month. So I had to tell my family, listen, no los voy a ver, just hold off a little bit more. I'll try to make it by the end of the year. So I had to cancel my trip because I was that booked and busy. So it is possible in your first year to kick ass. Hell yeah. That is incredible. I am so, so excited to hear that it's going so well. Have you thought about 2024 and maybe what you're going to do differently or what you're going to double down on for next year? 2024, there's a lot of upcoming things that are happening for the rest of this year that'll be launched in 2024. A big article piece in a magazine. That So that's going to be exciting. I will be published in an academic textbook. Wow. So that's wild. So I hope to really, again, pivot and also do more of the academic nature because there is an academic component to all of this as well, but continuing to always come back to my roots. So really being able to, whether it's partner with a corporate entity or a private funder to say, hey, fund this so I can go and give back to my community. That's how I'd like to pursue my business more in a way that I can continue to give back because money's going to come and go. I want to make sure that the legacy and that the knowledge continues no matter what. Yeah, I love that perspective of either it's grant money or it's corporate sponsored events and things like that, that really can help you provide access, put money in your account and also give people access to resources that they maybe would not if that partnership did not exist. And I think the fact that you're doing all this in-person networking is so key to that, right? Because that's where those conversations are made and where they're had and where you meet the movers and shakers that can write some checks to make those things happen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Again, so that for me, between LinkedIn and the in-person networking, that for me has been critical to my success. It's not emails. It is not the TikToks. It is not a lot of the typical things out there. This is what has worked for me. So I'm going to go with it. Keep building on it. I love it. And this is, again, more proof that there is no right or wrong way to do this. You kind of have to just experiment and see what works. And then once you have that figured out, then just keep going. Keep doing that. Yeah. It's all trial and error until it's that whole saying of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. It's a ton of spaghetti on your wall, my friends. It really is. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So if you had to give one piece of advice to the new entrepreneur who is just starting out, who is feeling all the feelings based on what you've been able to accomplish, what would you say? You have a community here. You have a community with 
the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast, you have a community with each one of us and beyond. So definitely tap into that. Learn as much as you can and ask all of the questions from as many different folks in different industries and different areas because they are all going to give you different perspective. But also trust your gut. Trust your gut and your instinct and that confidence. It's what's going to continue to pull you through and uplift you in those hard moments. So, palante. Juliana, your story is so incredibly inspiring. I cannot wait for folks to find out more about you. Y'all, if you're looking for a speaker who can talk to your community about mental health with the unique cultural competence that it is to be from our community, you need to hit up this incredible woman. Uh, so please let us know where we can find you on the internet and how we can get in touch with you and how you work with people. Absolutely. So of course, LinkedIn. I mean, we've been talking about that left and right. LinkedIn is huge. I do have my website, www.juliana, J-U-L-I-A-N-A dash Londono.com. It is under construction. So bear with me, folks. And my Calendly is connected right there. A 30 minute free coffee chat, how it can best support you and your organization. And if you do want some laughs, go on TikTok and see what I tried to do because it's funny. And y'all could see that it was an experiment and I did the best that I could. So y'all can learn from me there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you know, the theme that is running through my head when it comes to listening to your story is like, do it scared, do it imperfectly, evolve as you go. Do not take yourself so seriously that you take yourself out of the game before you even get to play. So Juliana, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of this community. And thank you for inspiring us to really see that like these things we want to create, these businesses, these ideas, they can come to life, but it starts with you. Yes. No, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll make sure to link all of your links in the episode show notes, y'all. So make sure to check those out. And until next time, stay poderosa. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. 
So to get your copy of The Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.